Well, you know the five love languages? Most of us who grew up in the church know of Gary Smalley's book. Well, now brand new research shows when you show your other, you know your other half's love language, words of affirmation, spending quality time together, gift giving, acts of service, or physical touch, your marriage is so much stronger and you're more satisfied with your relationship. They figured this out by following married couples around for 24 years and the couples that knew each other's love languages, they were a lot happier. and They did a lot better. I thought that was so cool. Something mm-hmm. we learned growing up in church has now come full circle. So love language is very interesting. What, what's your love language? And also, how long did it take you to figure out what your better half's love language is? <laughs> right? That'd Are you great. still trying to figure That'd it out? Be, yeah, maybe, you're, <laughs> maybe it's a working, maybe it's just shifting sand. Who, who knows? <laughs> Hey, Chaz, we're talking about the love languages. Do you, do you know what yours is? Yeah. Mine uh, is, was it the love language of giving? I like I like to give, you know, like uh, if, if a car gets in my way, I just give my, <laughs> I give my air horn. <laughs> 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 I say, I might say. You're using your horn in love. <laughs> and I like, to receive, I like to receive good compliments and encouragement back as you know. Ah, words of affirmation. Oh, <laughs> Good. After you honk at people, do they give you those maybe hand gestures of encouragement? <laughs> they used to. Nowadays, it just doesn't, they don't acknowledge it. They just keep going. <laughs> How dare they? Coming up, imagine this. Your answer to prayer was right in front of you all along. This is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Imagine your answer to prayer was right in front of you all along. That happened to this family in London. Their 90-year-old grandma has dementia, and she was needing more and more care, but the money just wasn't there to pay for it. Turns out the answer was right in front of them all along. Well, actually, hanging on the wall above grandma's bed. You see, she had left Italy as a young girl and inherited a painting of Mary and Jesus from her father. Hmm. Turns out it was a Renaissance masterpiece. No kidding. Worth close to $400,000. What? And now the family has the money to care for grandma and her dementia and Alzheimer's. Like, Wow. She's going to be taken care of thanks to her dad giving her that painting all those years ago. Man, makes me want to take some of those cheap reproductions we picked up when we've traveled and Go on Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> See if they're worth anything. <laughs> this one is worth 75 cents. <laughs> Great. Hey, do you know anyone with a unique hobby or skill? This is pretty wild. Have you heard that mermaiding is growing in popularity all over the world? Of course it is. Yep. The artistic <laughs> swimming activity in which people wear mermaid fins and tails is getting more and more common. They even have mermaid swim schools and clubs. They'll prefer, perform in Vegas or Wiki Wachi in Florida. And Kev, your daughter already plays a mermaid, Ariel, on land, the princess. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if she might want to take her acting skills to the water. She would, but her hair would get wet. <laughs> <laughs> it takes forever for her hair to dry. So I don't know. I was th- thinking about that. I'm giggling, but I, I bet you you're going to see mermaid swimming workouts. Because that would oh, be I'm great sure. for your core. Yeah. <laughs> That's the activity of it, right? Definitely.
Does it seem like a lot of people you know are expecting? There's a baby boom happening at one hospital in Missouri. 14 neonatal nurses who work in the NICU and labor and delivery department at St. Luke's East Hospital in Kansas City are pregnant at the same time. (laughs) Now, for a while, it felt like every two weeks, another nurse was announcing she's pregnant. (laughs) <laughs> you don't. Wow. You really do start to go. Is there something, something in the in water? The water. <laughs> uh, they love being able to support each other. You know, they're all going through the same thing together. Uh, most of them are having their first baby, and they now feel like they have more understanding of what their patients are going through because they're mm, in the yeah. NICU and and delivery. So. Right. Such a great story. I love the picture of them all lined up. The first nurse (laughs) is holding a baby on her belly because she's already given birth and Mm -hmm. all the rest are holding their bellies because all the babies still need to be born. Can you imagine the staffing as they're all out on maternity leave? So this is really cool. There is something pretty special happening for Beatles fans everywhere. And Kev, you're Mm -hmm. the biggest one I know. Mm -hmm. So see if you would bid on this Beatles item. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. So this is pretty big news for Beatles fans, and I know, Kev, you're one of the biggest ones I know. Um, Have you heard about this tablecloth they're auctioning off? No, tell me more. Apparently it was the Beatles' very last ticketed concert in San Francisco Candlestick Park in 1966. And before their performance, they ate out at a local restaurant, and they sat there doodling on the tablecloth. So there's so art, there's, there's the names, yeah, the whole thing. And the owner of the restaurant was so thrilled, he framed it and hung it in the window. Someone smashed the window, stole it. It was missing for 55 years. What? All of a sudden it shows back up, and now they're auctioning off, and they think it'll go for a minimum of $25,000. It even has food stains on it. I'm surprised it's going to go that cheap. Yeah, honestly. I think it'll go for more than that. I think somebody... If I was a person of means, I would not be outbid. <laughs> you would, would want something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, totally. Could you That's imagine so having that hanging me. in like your, your family room or your music room? Yeah, it's a Beatles table. That'd be super cool. If I was if I had Bezos type money, Gates type money, <laughs> it'd be all mine. Remember a little while ago I was talking about the uh, world's largest pumpkin? Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. I wonder if there's any uh any mischievousness behavior going on? Do they cheat to get the world's largest, heaviest pumpkin? Well, I can't talk about cheating with pumpkins, but in the world of tournament fishing, apparently the fix is in. We'll Uh-oh. talk about it next. Okay, so you would think like, you know, a fishing tournament, you go out in a little pond or a lake or deep sea and you, know, you catch the biggest fish you can. You, they come in and they weigh it. End of story, right? right? Well, a fishing tournament and Lake Erie Walleye Trail... Uh, things got a little out of hand when they uh, they awarded the the top fish, the heaviest mm-hmm. fish, to a, a fisherman. He was really proud, and and then they cut the fish open, and they had stuffed it with like stones and and fishing lures and stuff. Oh man! <laughs> it was not just the fish. After they caught it, they. I wonder <laughs> if they just didn't know that they always cut the fish open to verify or like how they know. were duped into thinking they could get away with it. In the video, you hear people screaming, there's weights in the fish. There's weights in the fish. <laughs> I wonder wow. what the prize was. Was it like a lot of money or something? We got to find out. I got to look that up. Hold on, everyone. I've got to know. Just give us a minute. So you've probably heard the story about this, you know, these guys that cheated on a fishing contest. They stuffed the fish with uh, lead weights and fish fillets. And they're like, why would you be motivated to do that? Well, the prize that was on the line, 
Almost $30,000. What? So I guess that was their motivation to cheat. (laughs) Wow. So when you see a rerun on TV, you know, a show that was popular 10, 15 years ago and the reruns are on, do you ever think, wow, they're making a ton of money? Like, I I think I read Jerry Seinfeld. He makes like over $100 million a year on the rights to the show. Seinfeld was so popular. But these two actresses, Jennifer Aniston from Friends. Mm Mm-hmm. Or Maureen McCormick, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha from the Brady Bunch. Which one do you think makes more money annually in residuals from reruns? Okay, here's my thinking on this. So Marsha, you know, you think she makes more because it's the show's been around so much longer. Since 1974, yeah. But I think the popularity of Friends and how our economy has changed and agents and everything like that. Okay. Whereas Marsha, Marsha, Marsha was probably this cute little childhood actor that was just thrilled to be in anything. Okay. I'd say it's got to be far surpassed Jennifer Aniston. So, okay, put a number on it. You're right. Put a number on it. How much do you think uh, Jen makes? See. How much do you think Marsha makes? You said uh, Seinfeld was 100 mil a year. So I'm going to go Jen... Um, Eighty million a year. Ooh, okay, and I'm gonna go um, Brady Bunch girl. Um, Seven million a year. Okay, Jennifer Aniston makes twenty million dollars a year on reruns, Ooh. and Maureen McCormick, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha from the Brady Bunch makes nothing. <gasps> she doesn't what? get it. None of the kid actors from the That's Brady Bunch so get wrong. any money. They're, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. They uh, they had non-residual clauses in their contracts where they got nothing. Now, if they use a clip from the Brady Bunch on a TV show or a movie or Uh something like that, they get money from that. But from the reruns, they don't get anything. She grew up in the wrong era. (laughs) Isn't that weird? That's terrible. My wife and I were talking about it. I said, I guess that's why you see the cast from the Brady Bunch they pop up on stuff all the time, right? Yeah. Oh, they're doing a reunion trying show. Trying oh, to pay the bills. They're going to be on HGTV. Yeah. Yeah, they're on all the time because <laughs> they need the money. Kevin was just teaching us a minute ago that the kids from the Brady Bunch show made nothing on residuals. None mm-hmm. of those reruns. They don't get a penny for them. And there's somebody else who never even made a first paycheck check mm. on something they did super famous. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. Okay, so the Brady Bunch kids never got a penny off any of the nope. reruns, not one cent. I had no idea. But guess who else never even got paid for the first gig? And that is the singers, the the voices that sang on the Peanuts, the Charlie Brown special. No kidding. That was a boys' choir. They were just thrilled to be on it, thrilled to be a part of it, and they have never made one cent off any of it. Wow. They should get the band back together (laughs) and every Christmas go on tour. (laughs) It's time to cash in. They paid you peanuts in the beginning. Not anymore. Boy, money is tight with the holidays coming up. Everybody's looking for a way to make their dollars stretch or make more money. And I may have something for you if you're looking for a side hustle coming up next. Okay, so if you're looking for a side hustle or maybe you need a full-time job, Amazon is hiring 150,000 seasonal workers. So if you live in an area where they've got one of those uh, distribution centers, might be able to pop down, apply for a job, and uh, get up to $19 an hour on average. How about that? That'd be nice. Nice little way to uh, to pay for Christmas this year, right? All your Christmas shopping. You just armed so many parents who... Have kids begging for money. Like, go get a job in Amazon. Right. <laughs> That's what their parents are going to say now. <laughs>
So a good part of adulthood is admitting you were wrong when it comes to your parents, right? Yeah, that right. they were right, you were wrong. Mm. Uh, there is something that I honestly have kind of made fun of my mom for behind her back up till just recently. And I realized I was wrong, mom. You were right. You were cutting edge. <laughs> you were just saving the world. And that is composting. <laughs> my mom freaks out if you put an eggshell, a banana peel, uh, potato skins, if you've peeled a potato, if you put that in the trash, she's like, uh, 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 uh. Mm. nope, that goes in the compost pile. And then she goes out into her garden in Jupiter, Florida and digs a big hole and she's got a compost bin and all that stuff. Well, I guess now people are saying this is literally like a sh- small way you can be eco-friendly and save the earth because all those nutrients are going back into the soil yeah. instead of just getting stuck in a landfill. So, so you're going to do it? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you believe in the power of positive thinking? This is a really cool example that it may really work. You're only as old as you feel. It may be way more than just a saying. Scientists discovered that feeling young can help you recover faster from injuries and illness. They studied on this on fractures, strokes, you name it. And the patients who feel younger got better faster. And it made me think of uh, my neighbor's mom. She fell like there was some wet wet water wet water. Yeah. You know, you know how water's (laughs) wet. That new fancy wet water. (laughs) There was water and she slipped and she fractured, I think, her femur. And she's 92. Mm hmm. I'll have to admit, I was like, oh, no, is this it? She's like back up and running. Like, she is fine. She went through therapy. She had to walk her for like three days. And now she's like back shopping back and it. doing all the stuff yeah. she loves at 92. Power walking them all. And she's one of those people that like you can tell she feels a lot younger than she is. Huh. I think there's something to it. We should talk about this. What do you think? Is there something to the power of positive thinking to help you? recover or get through some of those uh, some other stuff that puts people in a tailspin in life you can navigate it would love to hear from you so do you know any of those folks that they are just so positive all the time no matter what comes their way they are they are looking on the bright side we'd love to hear about you and your attitude do you think positive thinking can really help you get through illness or some of those things in life that just you know pop up we'd love to hear from you so we're talking about uh, positive thinking i like to think of myself as being a a a pragmatic positive thinker. And I'll give you an example of my, my style of positive thinking. And it comes from uh, Pa on Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> and the the girls were, what were the girls? It was half pint and I can't remember. But our girls loved, loved watching those old reruns of Little House on the Prairie. Anyhow, one time the, the girls were talking about, well, they were having trouble, I think, with Nellie. And I think one of them, they were getting in a fight or something. And one of them says, well, you know what mom always says? Turn the other cheek. And the other one goes, you know what Pa always says, turn the other cheek, but watch out. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And, and that I apply that same type of thinking. You, you want to, yes, you want to have yeah. a positive attitude, but you also want to be pragmatic. Like, yeah. If you can't tell, I'm getting over a little bit of a cold. So whenever I get sick, I, I apply positive thinking, pray about it, try to like, you know, think like, all right, I'm not letting this get me down. I'm going to stay upbeat, energetic, and it's all a state of mind. But... I will also take Dayquil while doing that. <laughs> <laughs> the yin and the yang. That's yeah, good. It's, and it's... when he coughs, he goes, <coughs> mm. <laughs> he's the only one it's I've met. <laughs> positive and pragmatic all at the same That's time. That's good. So I've mentioned before uh, on the show, my wife is the queen of getting words and phrases 
wrong. And she done did it again yesterday. <laughs> and tell you about this gem that she said next. So my wife is the queen, the undisputed champion of getting phrases and words wrong. And she did it again the other night. It was, it was a little, it was late-ish. It wasn't like crazy late. It was like 10 or 10.30 and we're driving home. And uh, we're going down a pretty busy road. And there was a group of kids, probably tween-ish years. And in her opinion, they should have been home. They shouldn't have been out running the streets by themselves that late at night. She said, they need to be like E.T. and go home. And I said, uh, honey, I think it's phone home. And she goes, no, 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 go home. <laughs> I said, so it's E.T. go home, not E.T. phone home. Nope. I worked at the movie theater when that movie was out. It is E.T. go home. Well, in her defense, that movie came out a long time ago. <laughs> and, and he did, in fact, go home. He did after he phoned home. But the phrase was E.T. phone home. And she said it with, with such authority. You kids need to make their E.T. and go home. That's hilarious. <laughs> Ever say to yourself, I can't remember anything these days. The There may be a couple of reasons why. Number one, not getting enough sleep. Not sleeping enough can affect your ability to learn new things by up to 40%. And it affects the part of your brain that creates memories. Try telling that to your teenager who won't go to bed, right? Hmm. And then they're like, I didn't know. I don't know why I didn't do well in that test. Uh, second reason why you might f- be forgetting everything, multitasking. Bottom line, when you're distracted, you forget. Number three, drinking alcohol. It can damage brain cells and cause your brain to shrink. Not being active, getting your body moving, increases blood fro- flow to your brain and helps protect your brain cells. Smoking and the final reason why you might be forgetting a lot these days Not eating certain foods like leafy vegetables, fish, berries, and nuts. Those are all really good for your brain and for your memory.